Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Author Roundtable. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and during the next half hour, we'll be speaking with several very talented authors about their newly released books, what their inspiration was for creating their unique stories, and why it would be a great book to read and share with your friends and family. Of course, kids don't come with an instruction manual, so it's always important to to learn from others. And I think this next book is going to be a great guide for anyone who cares for or works with uh, kids, uh, students, teens. The book is called What I Want My Child to Know by author Angela Sanders from Christian Faith Publishing. Angela, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, tell everybody a a little bit about this book you've written. Yes, a little bit about this book I've written, just to give a little synopsis. I grew up in the heart of the South and didn't really have anyone to guide me or just sit down and talk to me when I was having a bad day. I come from a very large family, single home, uh, no father to be found, and my mother was the only one that was working. And so as I got older and I started looking around, I was like, okay, now, I have a lot of questions concerning, you know, just by me picking my friends or you know, how to get my first job or how to even date, you know. And I said, okay, I really need someone to help me in these different areas of life because my mom was so busy trying to work. And I said, you know, I'm just going to pray about it. So as I prayed and prayed and prayed, I noticed over the years how the Lord had sent different people in my path that just kind of even answer the basic question of how to take care of my own family as I got older. So just about recently, about a year or so ago, I had a dream. And in this dream, the Lord asked me, what legacy are you going to leave behind for your kids and your grandkids? So I pondered with that question for months. And then this book came about. And pretty much the book talks about, um, just in the first chapter alone, it talks about communication. It talks about, you know, how to establish a relationship with God, just different things, how to pick your first career, how to even find your first home or find your first apartment, how to take care of your temple, generational curses and dating. And so this book just birthed from over the years of God sending different people and different leaders and mentors in my life. And I'm so excited about this book, and I'm so excited about the opportunity to share more about this book. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to to get this book published and to be able to get this message out there? It was it was very uh, tedious at times, but as I look back on it, it was worth it because going through that process, I gained more strength. I gained um, I prayed, but I really became a prayer warrior because I wanted God to uh, touch every chapter, every page, every word of this book. So it had to take a process. And in the process, sometimes you don't get what you want right then and there. But once that process is completed, and Christian Faith Publisher helped me complete this process, I feel like it was well done. And, and when people do read this book, What I Want My Child to Know, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across uh, to parents and even to uh, you know parents who apply this to, to their kids' lives? To be patient. That's the first thing I want them to do is to be patient. And just realize that it's our job as parents to nurture and guide our kids. I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up because I think I look at my kids and they have to do the work 
and that once they do the work, the Bible says that we need to start our churn off right. And so it's not going to happen overnight. They're going to have to do the work. They're going to come out with joy. That's one thing. They're going to come out with strength. They're going to come out with more wisdom, and they're going to be able to guide their life better. They're going to be able to manage things better. They're going to even be able to manage their emotions in their relationships and how they feel about themselves and how they feel about finances, how they feel about, you know, dating, how they feel about different things, even on generational curses, you know, how to recognize that because most people think, oh, everybody in that family do that. You know, oh, that's just something they do. No, those are generational curses. And a lot of us don't know that. So when they start reading these different things and on how to take care of their family, they're going to have more peace and they're going to be able to become better, the better version of themselves. I think a wonderful book. Everyone needs to pick up their copy. What I Want My Child to Know by author Angela Sanders from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores. And those are just a few of the locations. And uh, Pastor Sanders, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And you have a great day. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I think, is going to be a fun book for kids, a fun adventure, and they're going to learn from it. The book is called Turtle Todd by author Letitia Pugh from Christian Faith Publishing. Letitia, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Now, tell everybody a, a bit about this story. The book is about a four-year-old curious turtle that loves to play shell the ball with his best pal, uh, Beanie Mac. While playing, they mysteriously get caught up and end up somewhere they shouldn't be. You'll see if Turtle Todd finds out more about turtle soup or learns a valuable lesson in following the turtle rules. Now, what inspired you to, to one, come up with this character and the story? Well, I wanted to uh, inspire and encourage young people to think before they do. I know that children love turtles, and what's a better way to introduce a morally fun lesson? Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to see Turtle Todd come to life on the, uh, on the page and, and to be able to share this message? Oh, it was so exciting. I was just so happy they actually drew the pictures, and I just mentioned how, what I would like to see, and, and they made it happen beautifully. And it took about six months. Now we're going to see uh, maybe more from Turtle Todd down the road, maybe turn this into a series, or do you have anything else you'd like to write about in the future? Yes, yes, yes. Actually, I'm thinking about, um, well, actually, I wrote part of the first story of Turtle Todd, Finally Goes to School. And then I have another story in mind, which I really like. Oh, excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Now, now this book, uh, Turtle Todd, who, who do you think is going to be the, uh, who's the target audience for this? Uh, what, what kind of age group is going to be able to enjoy this book the most? I would say uh, three and up. It can be for kids. It can be for adults because we all get caught up in something and we just have to think before we do. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if maybe, because, uh, you know, a lot of adults are probably going to read this to kids, and I, I got to imagine it's probably a good lesson for adults as well as uh, kind of what you had in mind from the beginning. This is, this is a kid's book, but really it's something that the adults reading it uh, to kids can, can learn from as well. Yes, sir. Now, when people do read this, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, adults reading it to kids, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, or, or the kids reading it themselves, what, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across when, when people read uh, Turtle Todd? Well, I just hope that they would uh, think before they do or think before they act um, and just uh, enjoy the uh, story. 
I think this is going to be a, a great book because I think a, a lot of us say kids need to learn it early and some of us adults need to learn it in our adult life is to, to think before we act and think before we do and say things. And I think it's a wonderful lesson and I think a fun book that uh, everyone's going to enjoy. The book is called Turtle Todd by author Letitia Pugh from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores and Letitia, thank you for being on the show and thank you for having chris for anybody who's gone through struggles and trials in their life uh, there, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and it's always interesting to find out other people's stories about the things they've gone through and i think that's what we have next in this book on the friday night author roundtable the book is called blessed by autism and other trials of life a journey of faith and trust by author elizabeth nabbit from christian faith publishing elizabeth thank you for being on the show Thank you for having me. Now, tell everybody a a bit about your story. My story began uh, when my son was diagnosed at age three. He was my third child and in turn was diagnosed with autism. And from that time on, I wrote a manuscript. I felt the need that God had called me to write it, but not to publish it at that time. Because at the time when he was diagnosed, it was prevalent, but really in its beginning stages of finding out how autism would evolve to now where it is epidemic in nature. It was one in 500 and now one in 59 children affected by this disease. And in turn, what my manuscript is, it's all the trials, all the tests, the tribulations and the storms that God had allowed in my life, but all short stories of how every single trial, every single test, Every single storm was answered by the most faithful God that never, ever had abandoned me, had never left me. It was always an answer, and I felt it from the beginning that it had purpose, and that was what was my meaning of writing my book, to show hope to these parents, caretakers, guardians, family members, to understand what really, truly goes on in the homes of families that have children with autism. Now, was it difficult to go back and and recount these stories, or or, or did it make it easier knowing that you'd be able to help uh, other people by by telling your your story? I think it was a healing for me also. I literally had kept everything. I call it my internal scrapbook. There were memories that I could not erase. There were things that I went through, and I felt that the Lord had allowed that to be kept in me so that I could put it to words. Because I look at it now, when I go to speak at uh, public speaking, I look at the families and I could see it in their face that they're going through that exact same thing. So I've walked in those shoes. But what I like to say is that I had to surrender. I had to surrender the control to God because it was too big, too big. And in turn, I couldn't control anything. When I gave it to him, he started to show me the blessings of all that I have been given with this blessed child. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to to be able to share this story? Christian Faith Publishing gave me the gift of being able to put my words into other people's lives. They were wonderful. Everything was explained to me from the beginning process, and it ran so smoothly. A literary agent helped me. But my input was always there. So I would highly recommend anybody that has wants of publication to really think of this as a publishing dream for them. This is the place to go. What do you hope is the most important message uh, readers get from, from hearing your story? I hope that they get, and I say this to you, Chris, it's not just about autism. 
My book is various short stories of all other trials that people, just like myself and you, experience on a daily basis. My main objective is to know that there is hope in every single situation and in turn that there is purpose for it and that God has a special plan for not only each child that is diagnosed, but for the family. And if you embrace that support system, that heavenly support system, it makes the journey so much not only more palatable and easier, it makes it joy. My main message is finding joy in the cross. I encourage everyone to pick up their copy. The book is called Blessed by Autism and Other Trials of Life, A Journey in Faith and Trust by author Elizabeth Nabbitt from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, just a few of the online, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. And uh, get your copy today. And Elizabeth, thank you for stopping and uh, talking with me on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. God bless. Thank you. For anyone who is single, whether you're happy being single or you're you're looking for that special someone, uh, this next book is going to be great for you on the Friday Night Author Roundtable. The book is called The Two Sides of Being Single, A Biblical Perspective by author Wayne Drayton from Christian Faith Publishing. Wayne, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Now tell everybody a, a bit about your book. Well, it's called The Two Sides of Being Single, A Biblical Perspective. And basically what my book does is tell single people that it's okay okay to be single. This book is dedicated to single Christians. And basically what, what's happening in the church now is that some of the churches are saying it's mandatory to get married. But there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 7.32 that says that you can be single. It says, um, he who is unmarried, care for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. So your objective as a single person is, is to please God. But it's okay to get married. But at the same time, you can please God at the same time as well. Now, what inspired you to, to write this book? Did, did you draw from your own personal experiences? Yeah, basically back in 1996, when I graduated from college, I was thinking, okay, I've graduated from college. I graduated from high school. Now I have to decide to get married or to be single. And I've decided to be single because I realize I don't have to get married. God is pleased with me being single or married because he's no respect to person. He loves single people as well as married people. When Jesus Christ died on the cross 2,000 years ago, he didn't ask me what my marital status was. He came to save me from my sins. So as long as I put my faith and trust in him, that's the thing that primarily counts. Like I said before, there's nothing wrong with being married. But at the same time, in being single, you can be blessed, just as blessed as any married person can. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to be able to get this message out there in this book? Oh, it was great. It was great working with them. Um, they answered all my questions, and they basically held my hand for the entire time. They helped me to get my message across about what the book was about, and any editing um, problems I had, they, they were meant to, to straighten it out. And hopefully I hope to work with them again. That's based on how this book goes. Now, now, this book, the the two sides to being single. Who do you who do you look at as your target audience, or is this? I, I mean, I got to imagine anybody who is a, a a single, a Christian single, or exactly anybody who's single can look at this book. This book is kind of towards single Christians, but anybody who's single can look at this book. Because basically, what I'm saying is, you can be single. It's okay to be single, but you can at the same time be married. But regardless whether you're married or single. Just put your faith and trust in God, and God will help you in whatever, whatever matter of status you have. And, and when people do read this, what do you hope is the most important uh, message that comes across? 
the most important message I hope it comes across is that it doesn't matter whether you're married or single. The important thing is about, is about being born again. In John 3 and 3, it says, except a man be born again, he, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So in saying that, what I'm saying basically is that you can be single, you can be married, but just put your faith and trust in God. And my book concludes with a line that says, God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. So regardless of whether you're married or single, just put your faith and trust in God and he will manifest that plan to you. Well, I tell you what, there's a, there's a lot of pressure from society and, and families and stuff pushing people towards marriage. And I think this is going to be a great book to really put people's uh, minds in the right perspective that it's, it's putting God first that's the most important thing. You can do that whether you're single or Absolutely. you're married. And I think this is a, a wonderful, wonderful book that's going to drive that point home. The book is called The Two Sides of Being Single, A Biblical Perspective by author Wayne Drayton from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes Noble, iTunes, whether online or at the brick and mortar stores. Those are just a, a few of the locations. And Wayne, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. And I hope people go out and buy the book. Thanks for having me. God bless you, man. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I'm really interested to find out more about it. It takes us back to a time of, of turmoil and the winds of change start to blow in our nation. And I'm really excited to learn more about this. The book is called From the Eyes of the Freedom Baby by author Catherine Galloway from Christian Faith Publishing. Catherine, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now tell everybody a, a bit about this story. My book is based off a true story. It is a story based off my father, who was a minister, Reverend George John Galloway, born and raised in Washington, D.C., later in life becomes a ordained minister, actually appointed to a church in Selma, Alabama in 1954. He is appointed at that church at the time, not knowing what was actually, he was getting ready to go face in Selma, Alabama, but they were going through the civil rights uh, movement era at that time. So my father later on got uh, one of the churches involved, which would be Brown's Chapel and uh, Tabernacle Baptist Church, along with his church, which was the Mount Calvary Methodist Church. They joined together and continued and made the civil rights movement even larger by adding the students. So my father played a major role in actually gathering up students to march for the movement and continue the movement to where it is today, to where we're able to vote. So my father played a major role in the movement by actually being one of the main musicians. He was uh, one of the musicians who was appointed to put together a civil rights choir. So all of the music that you hear from that movement is Reverend Galloway, my father's music. So he was over the music. He was over the extra security for Brown's Chapel, protecting that church to get keep it from being bombed, protect the leaders, which was one of the leaders would be Martin Luther King, and many other leaders who came to Selma, Alabama, to protect them when they were there for the movement. He also put together a federal food program that that is now called the Poor People's Campaign, but it was then called the Federal Food Program. That program was to help a lot of the blacks, in the area who was trying to register to vote, it was to protect them. If one of the parents were out seeing trying to register to vote, there were photos being taken of them, taken to their employees, and they were fired. So that federal food program was put together by my father and two other gentlemen to protect the families by giving them means of clothing, food, and even housing. Because some of the housings that they were living in were actually being rented by white owners. So that way... They could control pretty much who could register to vote and who could not. So my father put together a federal food program to protect those black individuals who were trying to register to vote. So that is basically what my book is about. It is about going back and going into the deep part of what took place before leading up to Bloody Sunday. My book goes into details of what happened from the 1950s all the way up until 1965 
and who those true leaders and pioneers were who actually put the civil rights movement together. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to finally see this book published and to be able to share your father's story? It was great working with them. I was very touched when I received my uh, trailer video uh, because I was also trying to figure out how were they going to bring it to life to kind of convince people to purchase the book. Well, they nailed it. I'm actually working on the second part of this book right now, which is called The Children of the Movement, and I will definitely be using Christian Faith Publishing. No other publishing company that I would ever give it to. I would never go to another one. I'm going to use them. And what do you hope is the most important message that, that readers gain from, from reading this book? The message that I hope they get back from this book is to know that we're still in a fight and that we all know that we have to come together to win the fight. So I'm hoping that's the message that they get from my book, is that to know that the fight still continues on, but change will come if we all stick together, join in together, and kind of overcome that fight together. That's the message that they ho- I hope they get from this. Everyone really needs to pick up and learn from this book. The book is called From the Eyes of the Freedom Baby by author and Cat- author Catherine Galloway from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, just a few of the online sources as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. And Catherine, thank you for being on the show. And thank you for having me. From the time I was a, a young kid to even now as an adult, I, I've always loved a good adventure. And I think this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to be a great adventure for kids. The book is called Sneaky, the Hairy Monster Goes to Palm Beach by author Holly Flagan from Christian Faith Publishing. Uh, Holly, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Now tell everybody a, a bit about this story. The story is about a three-eyed monster, and we invented the monster because my son and I like to take walks on the beach, and uh, at the end of the walk, he would say, Mommy, can you please tell me a monster story? And the next day, he'd ask me to repeat it, and I can never remember what I told him. So I made up. I made up the monster story um, every night with him, and uh, I decided to, to write it down in a book. And uh, next thing you know, I had it illustrated, and we contacted Christian Faith Publishing, and they loved it, and here I am an author. So that's kind of how it happened. And uh, the book is uh, about a three-eyed monster that impresses the importance of patience and understanding, and it forsakes fear and prejudice because we realized when we got to meet the monster that all the monster needed was love. And it looks like a scary monster at first, and then when you got to know the monster, the monster that we realized just wanted to be like everybody else. How was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to be able to bring Sneaky to life in these pages and to be able to share the story? Christian Faith Publishing was fantastic throughout the whole process. Um, Nicole, who was our lead go-to girl, um, she was just hands-on the whole way through the process from one end to the other, and they were just a very professional company to work with, so we're very blessed that we were able to find somebody like them. Now we're going to see uh, more of Sneaky in the future? Absolutely. In fact, my uh, mother, we kind of piggybacked off of each other telling Blake the same monster story, and we brought Sneaky to life in five other books. There's already five other books written about Sneaky. So there's almost like a series of books. It's kind of like the book Pete the Cat. Well, Sneaky is the monster in all the books, and he and Blake, my son, are the heroes. And Blake's grandfather is one of the big characters in all the books because Blake and his grandfather are extremely close. And Sneaky actually, um, there's a book written called Sneaky, the Harry Mount Monster Goes to the First Ever Monster Convention in the Bahamas. Sneaky went to Palm Beach. That was another 
book. That's my book. Um, another book was Sneaky on a Christmas Holiday Adventure, and Sneaky Goes to Church was another book that was written by my mother. So she got really busy with Sneaky. So basically, it's going to be another series of books where your kids are going to find out where Sneaky's going to end up next. So that's the big adventure as to where Sneaky's going to end up next. And there's going to be a sequel to Sneaky Goes to Palm Beach because you're going to find out after the end of the book why Sneaky was trying to get through the gate at Blake's grandparents' condo. So that kind of leads to the next book. Now, now this book, uh, Sneaky the Hairy Monster Goes to Palm Beach, kind of kind of what's the uh, target audience for this? What kind of age range uh, of kids are going to really enjoy this the most? That's a great question. Um, the age range of children that's going to enjoy it the most, the ages from five to nine is a good age range for for this book. And when kids do read this, what do you hope is the most important message that uh, comes across from this book? I think the most important message is that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And until you get to know somebody, you should not be prejudiced and um, replace your fear of knowing them with love and understanding. Love and understanding is something this uh, this world uh, sorely needs. And I think uh, this book is great because it instills uh, that in kids at such a young age. And I think uh, uh, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, everyone needs to pick up a copy of this for their, uh, their kids. The book is called Sneaky the Hairy Monster Goes to Palm Beach by author Holly Flagan from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online as well as the brick and mortar stores those are just a few of the locations and holly thank you for being on the show thanks for having me thank you so much for joining us for the friday night author roundtable we'll be back next week with another great group of talented authors to discuss their books their process and their accomplishments have a great weekend everyone